All right, last week on Gleeboot, they sang Landslide, Goop was back, and we had some really confusing messages about sex education. And that's what you missed on Gleeboot. That was. It was very confusing. I still don't know if I'm supposed to have sex or not. (laughs) Tell me, Ryan Murphy. Uh, Welcome back to Gleeboot, the show where we get drunk and talk about rebooting Glee. I'm Cullen. Alyssa. I'm Hannah. And we have one of our best friends here, our special guest, Brittany. Hello. Welcome, Brittany. Thanks. It's great to be here. Brittany went to grad school with all of us, so we may use some complicated terms. Character. Plot. Scene. Oh my goodness. Oh God. Protagonist. Protagonist. Ooh. Catharsis. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, now we have to use catharsis. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to use catharsis. We have no choice. Yeah, lots, no of, choice no lots of industry terminology, guys. Real uh, inside baseball stuff. <laughs> so, Brittany, are you drinking anything? Yes, I am, actually. Uh, I... So because I've been stuck at home, I actually tried brewing my own beer and it's finally Mm. ready. So I'm trying, it's a like, I don't even, what flavor is it? It's like a maple porter, chocolate maple porter. Mm. Um, And it's okay. I was going to ask, is it any good? (laughs) You know, a lot of people say that for your first attempt, you should just not be ashamed to have to throw it out. And we're not there. So I call it a win. Yeah, um, nice, nice. It's not great, but I'm not pitching it, so yeah, that's good. That's that's where Very we're at. Cool. Yeah, how about you I guys? Had... Oh, what we're drinking? Yeah, I'm drinking a um, lime, lime and watermelon gin and tonic. Ooh, interesting. Fancy. It's pretty yummy. The watermelon is spot on. I'm always really good at choosing personal watermelons at the grocery store. Mm. That's a superpower. Yeah, you may have to teach me. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. You're on. (laughs) (laughs) Because I picked a watermelon and it was fine. But like, I've had better watermelons. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's all about the the vibration. The vibration. Good vibrations. Such a good vibration. Well, covered on Glee a long time ago. Hey, that was the song you were singing, right? The Glee cover. Yeah, I wasn't singing the original. It's very, very distinct. Well, obviously, we don't have the rights to the original. Come on. Uh, I'm drinking a Screwdriver Smirnoff Ice, or as my Glee name for it is, Loser Like Me. Nice. Because this drink, this drink like me is a loser because <laughs> it's a smart off ice. And yet, how appropriate. Cohen opened it five minutes ago and there's less than an inch left in the bottle. Wow. That's impressive. So it must be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit on it all you want, but Smirnoff is, I mean, Smirnoff ice is, it's got a nice taste to it, you know? Yeah, they're it's very little, easy to get down. They're yeah. too sweet for me. And that's saying a lot. I was going to say, that's saying a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe those are secretly the wine coolers Puck used to get uh, Quinn pregnant. 
I bet you triggered. probably went super triggered. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> too soon. It was 10 years ago, but also still too soon. Yeah. Um, I'm also drinking something watermelony. Um, I'm going to call it, uh, what was the song called that Rachel sings? Get It Right. Um, yeah. Because mm-hmm. like watermelons, I can't really pick them right. Can't really get them right. But this drink, I think I got it right. It's a watermelon margarita made with fresh watermelon, Ooh. Uh, simmered with sugar, Damn, so it's nice and sweet. And then I poured a shit ton of tequila in it, shook it up, and poured <laughs> it in a glass. Nice. That sounds delicious. It's got like chunks of watermelon in it, so like it's kind of like I'm eating a watermelon, like a <laughs> alcoholic mm-hmm. watermelon. It's pretty good. Awesome. Have you ever? So my mom told me about this thing that she did when she was uh, younger, and she went camping with all her college friends. She they took giant watermelons with them, and like drilled holes in it, yep. and then filled it with vodka. Yep. Hell yeah! <laughs> it sounds amazing. I've I never know. tried it. I know. I kind of want to do it, but then I'm also like, uh, I don't know. That's a lot of alcohol. Well, mm-hmm. it's not like she ate the entire watermelon by herself. True, yeah. but like if I'm doing it, I probably would be eating the entire watermelon <laughs> yeah. by myself. I know that's the thing. I'm like, okay, yeah. uh, we have to wait until COVID's over to try this. Okay, yeah. Next time I come to visit, multiple people, we're gonna that's do what that. We're doing. Yeah. There's also my kickball captain, because um, I'm on an adult kickball league. That's where I'm at in my life. Uh, but awesome. my my kickball captain makes kind of like a spin on jungle juice. And then what we do is we put frozen fruit in it instead of ice so it doesn't get watered down. And then, like, once you've completed your drink, then um, the fruit has thawed. Yeah, the fruit has thawed and absorbed alcohol. So then it's like a little little alcoholic snack at the end. Nice. It's really sweet, though. It gets you drunk fast. Nice. Dangerous. Speaking of dangerous things, Brittany, <laughs> tell us your relationship with the show Glee. For some oh. reason, I thought you were going to ask about her homemade beer. <laughs> 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 oh, Lord. Where do I start? Uh, probably when Glee began. Um, so Glee premiered when I was a freshman in college. And so obviously I was a total Gleek. And we were all over it and just, I don't remember what night it aired, but every night that it aired, we were all just in the common room watching it. Totally loved it. Um, And then it went on hiatus, you know, as shows do. And when it came back, you know, I just spent an entire semester rooting for Will and Emma to get together. And then like the first episode back, he fucking cheats on her. Can I swear on this? Yeah. Yes. 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 Every person asks this. Great. He fucking cheats on her with Adina Menzel. And like, I can't blame him, but I was so mad about it because I was like, what is this show? It's ridiculous. Also, I'm taking 19 credit hours. I don't have time for this. So (laughs) I stopped watching. And then um, I remember like then when the Rocky Horror episode happened, I watched that because I love Rocky Horror. Um, and then <laughs> when, when I was like, oh my God, what is happening on this show? And then, uh, I watch, and then the only other episode I watched live outside of like the first half of season one was, um, there, again, I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't seen it yet, but when a certain actor dies and they pay, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. tribute to, to him in an episode, I watched that one live and that like had me weeping. Um, 
and then after college did a watch through um, and fell in love with Faberi and once season four hit, I didn't actually watch any of the stuff with the new characters. I would like fast forward to all the scenes of the characters in New York. Mm. Um, and that's my relationship with Glee. I'm very familiar with seasons one through three and then sort of familiar with seasons four through six. Nice. Wow. Yeah. It's a More journey. More than I'm familiar with. This is great. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm rewatching it for this podcast. And what a trip. Oh, and I thank you so much. Like, you and a couple other people literally were like, oh, well, I might as well just start from the beginning. And I'm like, wow. It took me how many weeks to do that? Uh, wow, more power to you. So thank you for doing that. Anytime. And, you know, it, it's made me question a lot of things about, you know, Brittany from 11 years ago, who genuinely loved this show. And... <laughs> was like oh sue sylvester and now i'm like yeah sue sylvester <laughs> i think it would be more concerning if anyone from didn't question themselves from 11 years ago true that's true, fair true. yeah thankfully a lot and glee's glee's a good way to start that reflection if if someone needs <laughs> a, a start it's a good litmus test have you actually changed go watch the show <laughs> yeah now, did you take any of the BuzzFeed quizzes? Uh, I took them both and some extras. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So for which Glee character I am, uh, then spend a day as a New Directions member, I got Finn Hudson. <laughs> oh, my God. Which I'm actually kind of okay with, except it's like, you're a leader. And I'm like, no, I'm not. But like, I do know how to motivate people. I am very good at that. Uh mm-hmm generally and I get it but also I would never believe that I impregnated someone because I like (laughs) came in a hot tub and so it's it's a balance where I was like okay there's worse characters there's better characters yeah 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 what characters are you guys (laughs) so Cullen and I (laughs) self-assigned a bunch of people including ourselves I assigned myself Santana Yes. I love um, it. I, yeah. I'm Blaine. Yep. And I, I have been assigned to Rachel Berry. And Very I think nice. when we we did this, we assigned you Brittany S. Pierce. I am okay with that, to be honest. <laughs> She's great. Frankly, she that's who I was hoping for. <laughs> but, you Helen know. Helen and I, I think also Annalisa, still have yet to take the quizzes that we ask other people <laughs> to take. Oh, yeah. We're pretty confident in our own I, choices, but we should. We test took it. the boyfriend quiz. Oh yeah, we, we took did. the boyfriend. Quiz. Okay, okay, good, good. How's your Who's your boyfriend? <laughs> I don't know what this says about me, but I also got Finn Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> so I don't you know. Were if, like yourself. Literally, I was like, oh man, am I like narcissistic? Like, what's happening here? But uh, yeah, I got Finn Hudson. Uh, Finn is a leader who will always have your back and put you before himself. And I'm like, all right, I'm okay with that. Nice. I I question the putting you before himself. You know, (laughs) you know, I'll talk. There's a couple episodes coming up for you that I think where I'm like, okay, I see it. But I won't spoil it. Finn has a lot of ups and downs, his character. Yeah, he's got... He's got a couple really bad moments coming. Um, Ooh. Yeah. 
Excited. Excited for that. Hashtag excited. Okay. Yeah. And then did you play Glee Bingo or Glingo? I I did. (laughs) Did anyone get Bingo? Or as I put in our social media, get Shoe, the best (laughs) gift of them all. Um, I did not. I didn't either. Um, I don't know when songs are from, so I wouldn't know if they covered a song from the 70s or 80s or 2001 to 2011, and I I didn't Google. (laughs) Valid. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I didn't, I kind of got close with, like, the top row because Bert and Carol didn't show up. Yeah. But, uh. Same, same. Yeah, everything else was kind of, like very empty and I was like okay so this episode that must mean it's okay and it was it was okay I really enjoyed this episode and usually when you don't get bingo it's a good sign that the episode isn't too tropey yeah he he goes so how did you like the episode and I was like it wasn't terrible yeah (laughs) revelation what there's an episode that's not terrible absolute garbage what yeah i think i because like i said to you guys earlier i didn't realize this was regionals i just thought it was another episode of filler before regionals (laughs) like oh yeah original songs nope halfway through it's it's regionals i was like oh it's the actual yeah i was genuinely surprised I, this I might be getting ahead of our conversation, but I was genuinely miffed that Oral Intensity only showed us one song. I know. I wanted other... so many more Jesus songs. I was like, come on, man. I was tempted to mark that down on my Glingo card as a song inappropriate for teenagers because it really <laughs> bothers me when people say that they're like dating Jesus or Jesus is my homeboy. And that like kind of came kind of came close for me. Jesus but... is my friend. Judge Jesus. Yeah. All right. Alas. Yeah. Would it, imagine if they medleyed that with the song, If I Can Only Imagine. Or I can't. Oh, oh, my God. God. <laughs> oh. Was, that, was that a big hit during that time? Because I remember it being a big hit, but I don't remember I when think it was. So. I think it has been a big hit since, like, 2002. It's been out for a while. I remember yeah. they played it at a high school dance, and me, a very Christian teen, was annoyed. I was like, <laughs> this is stupid. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, it came out wow. in 1999. I'm on my computer because wow. I, I took notes on the episode. That's so, so old. Yeah. Right? It's like when I go shopping for, uh, old, for a used car, and I'm like, 1999? That's not that old. And then I realize <laughs> that it's yeah. uh, 21 years old. Right? One, one of the best pieces of comedy in the podcast world is on the podcast Good Christian Fun, they played... <laughs> I can only imagine at the same time as the Junior Asparagus cover oh I can God. only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and it was horrifying. <laughs> oh my God. I That's love that amazing. Yeah. So good. So, we're, let's get into talking about original song, a quality episode of Glee. Um, we only have a few storylines to talk about. Uh, it was pretty streamlined. Um, as the competition episodes are. So let's talk about our boy, Kurt. Um, so we, the episode opens with a Maroon 5 cover, Misery, 
Blaine just opens the door, throws a bunch of sheet music in the air, and starts singing. I literally wrote, this is how every episode should start, honestly. (laughs) I was so thrown off. I was like, what the hell is happening? Because during this whole time, I was watching Kurt and his reactions, and they did not line up with what was happening in the rest of the room. And I was like, what is going on? Is there some sort of subtext I'm missing here? Like, Kurt looks pissed. Is he, like, is it because he's going to have to clean this up? Like, was he working on sheet music and now Blaine just, like, threw it in the air? Like, And then I was like, wait, is this one of Blaine's, you know, like, things where he's trying to serenade a a lover? Because he did that a few episodes ago. And I was very confused. Did not go well. (laughs) Yeah. It turns out it's their pitch for a song at Glegionals or Regionals. Um, <laughs> it should be called Glegionals. Come on. It really should be. And uh, Kurt is looking upset and Blaine's like, what What did you think? And Kurt's like, well, to tell you the truth, it's one of your many solos and it's becoming less the Warblers and more Blaine and the Pips. <laughs> Which I thought was really interesting that like he literally went from one spotlight show at McKinley to another and yeah. he's like comfortable being able to really stand like obviously he stood up at McKinley for it but like he stood up and then like he actually ended up making a difference like I feel like he felt comfortable enough to be like this is just how I feel everyone's super open about it so like I thought that was like a really interesting like actual deep moment. That you're, you're talking about Kurt expressing his feelings about the song? Yeah, about being like, it's just going to be Blaine and the Pips. Like, that's how we are. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I mean, he's not saying anything that we haven't all thought. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, so Blaine is kind of like taken aback. And then at their next meeting, Kurt comes in in all black. <laughs> This, okay, so even before that, they're arguing. These men, these young men are so dramatic. Like, I just, I can't even get over it. But yeah, then Kurt walks in. I didn't even actually realize he was on All Black until you said that. He's literally in mourning. He should have been wearing a veil over his face. In one of the best teen mourning outfits since in Riverdale, the cheerleaders had black mourning (laughs) regalia for a funeral. Oh, it's good to know that uh, it's good to know that Kurt is on par with the Riverdale Vixens. <laughs> yeah, he is equal levels of dramatic. And so he walks in and it's Pavarotti, the warbler's mm-hmm. canary that Kurt keeps track of or takes care of, has died. And so he would like to sing a song to the canary, even though they should be prepping for regionals. And he pulls the tape out of his pocket she hands it to them. And he sings Blackbird by the Beatles. Which was, yeah. it was a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. It was. I'm actually and... uh, not a fan of Kurt's voice. Um, I don't think he has that much range or depth. And, like, he, he's kind of a one-trick pony. No offense. And, but this, I was like, this is, this is perfect. Yeah. We get a lot of shots of Blaine looking dreamy-eyed at him. Yeah. Like, oh my it's, goodness. Like, I think that was actually, I think one of Kurt's strong suits is being able to do sort of slower songs like this. 
Um, but yeah, no, like his rendition of it, I actually was kind of moved. And then I remembered this is for a bird. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what's going on? Birds. I feel like I might have to do a little bit more research into this, but in my experience, birds deaths seem to be very abrupt it certainly wasn't well, i mean that bird literally just like fell down like but in also, the midst of singing i would also be worried because it's a canary right like so they like they're uh they're like better check like, a co2 monitor yes they're like signs or something's wrong and the bird died and i was like uh you guys should get your house checked out yeah. i thought that I had a bird who died. Uh, interesting. Uh-huh. And it was so tragic. I felt like a terrible person because when I came into my room, he was on the bottom of the cage with his legs straight up in the air. Mm-hmm. And it was hilarious. <laughs> I can imagine that being funny. Yeah. Yeah. Side splitting. <laughs> wow. Hot take. Alyssa hates birds. I think they're definitely so <laughs> they're hilarious. <laughs> takes it's joy really in their funny. passing. <laughs> hey, if I... you're gonna take joy in something's passing, why not? You know, it's a sad <laughs> thing. But very if, true. If you're gonna if you're gonna, if you can see a silver lining and it makes you laugh. Everyone grieves in different ways. <laughs> Hot take from Glee Boot. Death, <laughs> hilarious. I didn't say that. <laughs> I did not say that. Uh. <laughs> so Kurt sings Blackbird. Blaine gazes at him dreamily. And then at their next Warbler meeting, they're discussing whether like Blaine is going to take the lead in their pink medley. Or like... <laughs> how many or which octave he'll he's gonna sing it in um and they're all so they are so dramatic um my favorite is they're the passionate you know the one with the gavel because <laughs> <laughs> they have a whole court system going on to decide all these really stupid little things yeah like bl- wasn't in was it in the scene or the one before where Blaine was like, I think we should change the color of this item and switch the color to this. And everyone was like, how dare you mock us, sir? <laughs> it, was, it was the one before. And it yeah. was I literally was like... That's when Kurt comes in. And I'm like, I just, to like adopt, just adopt that What look. is going on with you guys? Blue jackets with red piping. Or red jackets with, with blue, blue piping. piping. Are you insane? I have to say that would sound kind of insane. I'm glad they said no to it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if they did a Gaga week, but... Red is not a good oh. color on everyone. That's that's yeah. true. Anyway. Yeah, and so Blaine <laughs> suggests to... He's like, let's do... I would like to do a duet at regionals. And everyone's shocked. Um, but and they- up in arms. They're like, what? How dare you? Um, and he's like, because he says they're going to lose at regionals mm-hmm. because they don't have the same diversity of voices as uh, the new directions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Which and I was then, impressed like, that he took Kurt's like thought to heart, you know. Yeah, that's like kind of what I was getting at earlier is that like Blaine literally like at the sort of toward the end of Blackbird, he like stops singing and he's looking dreamily at Kurt, but he's also kind of like I can't help but think that there he's also thinking like, Wow, maybe he's right like we're not giving enough credit to other people kind of thing. Um Yeah. And yeah, then like but I love how Kurt was like, uh, put me down on that auditions list. And then Blaine's yeah. like, nah, we're going to skip that. Just like the new directions, we're just going to select who gets an audition. Yeah, literally <laughs> nothing different. A couple of episodes ago, there was a whole like to do about like getting an audition and like, yeah. Kurt was, and, mm-hmm. and, but now it doesn't matter. It's and like a close. new person never gets to sing a solo or whatever, but like. No, I've auditioned three times. Yeah, it's they actually, and then they got chosen for auditions, and we never got to see them mm-hmm. sing their solos. I was very disappointed. Maybe Blaine killed them and took them over their solos, over their Probably. solos, and fed them to a bird or something. Hilarious. That's how Pavarotti died. Exactly. Too much spotlight. Too much human flesh. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Blaine is the Carol Baskin. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so he's like, no, I would like to sing this duet with Kurt. And every, he's like, who all agrees? And everyone's just like, yep. We're going to get rid of however many years of tradition that we've been dramatically yeah. holding on to. Like they we unanimous, can't unanimously voted for Kurt. It was ridiculous. They love that Blackbird song. It was great, Apparently. you know. I don't know. Yeah. Like it was okay. <laughs> I don't know if it was like let's do a duet worthy. I don't know. It was direct. It was directly in contrast with this first audition song, though. If you look at True. it as an audition song, yeah, it was a song that he wanted to sing specifically for someone else. This being a bird with no, <laughs> with no like ulterior motive, and he was yeah. also emoting a lot. So mm-hmm. direct juxtaposition. Kind of. It's not really juxtaposition because they were not right next to each other. But I am now juxtaposing them. Yeah. They have been juxtaposed. (laughs) It is done. I hit the gavel. (laughs) So yeah. yeah. A a clean a clean duet. A clean duet. And so Kurt is studying and Blaine's like Let's uh like let's practice and <laughs> let's rehearse. Let's rehearse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's a clean kiss. I finally sort of towards the beginning of the episode was like, oh my god, this is when they kiss. And I just keep having it in my notes until it happens. And I was like, kiss! Mm! I was so excited. Do it. It was so yeah. good. Like like Blaine kind of like lays it all out there and his line he says you move me like Kurt's face is like whoa and I was like whoa that's super romantic (laughs) 
I was I was moved by like that whole scene. It was just so good. They have some good chemistry. Yeah, they have great chemistry. Yeah, and it was a, it was this it was a steamy kiss. It was cute. It was, and they're like, "We should go practice." I thought we were make out more. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> good job, good job, little teenagers." The gay rights movement was invented <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Clayne. Thank you, Clayne and Ryan Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, like, Dar- or Darren, oh my god. Uh, Blaine. Blaine. <laughs> I, I literally, I was reading, I wrote, okay, but Darren Chris looks like a really good kisser, and that's why I said right? Darren Chris. Um, but just like everything that Blaine says kind of goes back to like what Kurt was saying a couple episodes ago. I was like, I'm really into the romance and like the expression of those feelings and it was just kind of like this little perfect moment um yeah i just i loved it a lot full circle moment yeah yeah when i love too i loved blaine's speech about like he put it so eloquently i was like you do go to private school uh but <laughs> but you know he put it so eloquently where he was talking about like do you ever this, have this moment where it's like oh there you are and just, like, I thought that was a nice, like, again, bringing it back full circle moment because, you know, a few episodes before he had serenaded the one guy who wasn't Kurt and um, was trying to do a big romantic gesture for him. And now just, like, having his eyes be open and being like, oh, no, it's been Kurt this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so, so cute. Is that a thing that actually happens? What? What? You live your life next to someone, and then you just suddenly realize that they are your true love. That's a good yeah. question. I've seen it a lot in movies, but I don't. Oh yeah, know movies. If I've ever... Movies oh, yeah, is a thing. I don't know if I'm asking about real life. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard of that actually happening in real life, but I know like a lot of people have yearned in such a way. Uh, to be like, why doesn't this person just notice me? I'm right here, kind of thing. Yeah. I've had that, where not necessarily where it was true love, but where it was like, this person's been next to me the whole time, and why didn't I see their romantic potential in them? Yeah, yeah. And then we dated, and we are no longer dating. But <laughs> so it didn't work. Yeah. I mean, so, but like this, the, the, the same. Yeah. Yeah. The same oh, yeah. thing yeah. happened, just not quite true love. Yeah. Interesting. I think I think definitely Blaine is is being that really sort of like overarching romantic about it. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's it's a TV show. They want to <laughs> blow it out. And we already know that Blaine is a little crazy when it comes to expressing his love for someone. <laughs> a little over the top, but also so is Kurt, and it's perfect. True. This is slightly low key for Blaine, actually. Yeah, it's, it's very low-key. He didn't have the Warblers yeah. come in singing whatever Like what other... I thought he was doing at the right. very beginning of the episode because I had no context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't come in singing Mamma Mia with all the... <laughs> to rig. Okay, side Epic note, there's a Mamma Mia 3 in the works, and that is my nightmare. Are you kidding? It's my dream. It has been my dream for Mamma Mia to become the Fast and Furious of the of the movie musical franchise, and it is happening. Oh my god, Mamma Mia, Tokyo Drift. 
Mamma Mia out of Greece. I am obsessed. But no, Brittany, you know this because I'm pretty sure I had watched it and texted you as like, Brittany, I cannot take these fucking Grecian townspeople. It yeah, I think I confess just popping everything. up like creepers everywhere. Yes. <laughs> and then in the sequel they're all employed at the hotel and it's See, I wanted to see okay, just a quick Mamma Mia thing. I did want to see the sequel because of Cher and also uh Lily James. Uh yeah, she's kind of good too. But right. no, um what's his name who plays who ends up playing Cher's love interest? I cannot remember oh, yeah. his name right now. Uh, he's from Ocean's Eleven. Uh, yeah, he owns a casino. Yes, exactly. Uh, I just thought that concept of them being love interests was so impe- compelling. And then I realized it was just going to be like a lot of singing the same songs and then other ABBA yeah. songs that aren't as popular. And I was like, I'm going to tap out of this one. Nah, <clears throat> dude, you should watch it. It's worth it. Oh, maybe I'll get really drunk and then just text you about it. <laughs> also, how dare you describe Lily James as like, okay, she's right. Amazing. I mean, I am, no, she I is really offended. good. It's just, I just wasn't really that She drawn is gorgeous and perfect and has the voice of an angel. And he she gets- just rocks the overalls, man. Lily James was in this. She was in Baby Driver. She was in Yesterday. She was She's in Cinderella. Cinderella. She played mm-hmm. Cinderella. She's one where I bet if you pulled up a picture of her face, you'd go, oh, her. The new Cinderella? Yeah. The one from 1950. She is the cartoon. <laughs> 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 there are so many Cinderellas, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> she was actually in the brand yeah, new the, one. Yeah, the actual... Disney one. The Disney remake. remake. Okay. Yeah. Yes, the Disney Got live it. action remake and that she kicked off. is, I'm assuming, Cinderella. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. She plays the titular role. <laughs> <laughs> I want Mama Mia 3 to be called One Mama, Three Mias. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I have so many hopes. I really hope that it's it's the son from the sequel all grown up and connecting with Meryl Streep's ghost. Not even like her character, but just Meryl Streep's ghost. Like, wait, what? <laughs> I, you know what? Maybe there's a lot of context I'm missing because they haven't seen the second one. So yeah, a little bit. I guess, let's get back to Glee. <laughs> <laughs> Which I do think they cover Mama Mia eventually. Yeah, I, next episode, I sure right? Hope so. I'm waiting for it. Um. So... Kurt and Blaine kiss, and then at regionals, they have a duet, and so they're, Kurt's like, Is it, has anyone ever died on stage? And Blaine's like, don't be nervous, you'll be great. So they sing the song, Candles. Which and was I hated really it. new. I hated it. Oh, I wasn't it blown away. No, it's not. It wasn't good. Their voices do not go well together. I really wanted their voices to go well together because they go well together, but they don't. Their voices are terrible together. <laughs> Alyssa's like pulling her hair out. Like she's very <laughs> passionate about them. Wow. I I kind of actually like that cover because it just reminds me of like when I used to listen to the Warblers album all the time. Um, and I think I actually liked it better in context. I didn't mm. mind it. It was okay. Didn't love it. 
I was excited for Kurt because yeah. he like finally got to solo on stage. But I like again, I, I wasn't I wasn't wowed by it. Which is probably why. Yeah. They didn't win. They didn't win, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, I skipped ahead, but I had to finish the thought. But they did sing a killer pink song. Hell yeah. Which is not appropriate for teens. Nope. Is that song not appropriate for Oh, raise your glass. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I love raise that your song. Glass of teenagers can't drink. Raise, raise your glass of milk. Yeah, no. It's yeah. definitely. Or and then, water. Or soda. But that's Teens not what it's soda. about. Teens Slightly alcoholic, but not alcoholic enough to be illegal kombucha. Okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I don't think Pink was into was singing about kombucha back then. Uh, I want that to be a sound bite. But there's also, <laughs> there's also like mentions of like sex stuff in it too, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I wrote down a couple things. I was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely not appropriate for teens, but I used to jam to this song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that song. Mm -hmm. And as we learned from last week, teens both should and should not have sex. True. And they should and should not sing about it. So I guess, you know what? It's fine. (laughs) It all cancels itself out. Yes. It's like a a math (laughs) equation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but they sing Raise Your Glass, and they do this, like, because the Warblers choreography is mainly just, like, walking around. Um, yeah, walking around do, in fancy patterns. Which is also kind of the New Directions choreography. Mm-hmm. Which, also, can we talk about how the Warblers don't wear costumes? Like, they're literally wearing their school uniforms. Yeah. hmm Yeah. Um... But Blaine does this thing where he's like, so raise your, and he like hops in line, and then he hops out. Why? <laughs> Can I you love, tell me? <laughs> I love that little moment. I think really? it's great. It looks like, it's like a physical record scratch. So raise your, hop out, so raise your glass. Oh, okay. I did not see it that way. I just thought I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I like that idea of physical record scratch. It's interesting. It's a thinker that part for of me. This- that part of the song always gets me, not gonna lie. You get teared up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she raises her glass. Really? Raise your glass. Say it, Pink. Raising my glass. <laughs> She's too school for cool. <laughs> She's treated like a fool. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> How does this song always get you? I forget that there's the record scratch in it. Yeah. I just keep singing the lyrics. I look like an idiot. Oh, okay. Like, uh, I get it. Get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the, the, that's the new, the Warblers section for regionals. Um, and they do not win, but they are uh, at the end. Curtin Blaine are burying Pavarotti in a be- bedazzled and bejeweled uh, coffin. Yeah. And Blaine mm-hmm. is like, "This must be hard. This must remind you of your mother's funeral." Weirdest <laughs> thing. <laughs> and Kurt's right. like, "The coffin was bigger." <laughs> yes, that's what he ends on. But yes, I thought that was, was so it- funny. 
<laughs> so was his mother's coffin also bedazzled? Ooh, good question. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Well, we like, did. Did seven-year-old man- Kurt bedazzle his own dead mother's coffin? Well, we Dark. did. <laughs> we did uh, have the like flashbacks um, in the whatever episode oh, was when when grilled cheeses. Yes, grilled cheeses. Yeah. Um. I don't remember. We'd have to go back. I don't think they would show us that it was bedazzled because then everyone would be like, wait a second. This is ruining the really heartfelt moment. Why are there jewels on the coffin? I don't even think that uh, we saw the coffin at all. I think it's just the funeral. I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. remember. With it already in the And also, I'm going to go on a limb and I'm going to go on a limb and say Glee is not the poster child for continuity. What? Oh my god, I know. why are you just telling me this? Coming in with a hot take there. The but... hottest take of them all. <laughs> uh, yeah, there it's it is kind of a funny scene because they're like, well, you know, competition season is done, but we didn't get a trophy, we have each other, and he's like, and there'll be other performances. We perform at nursing homes all the time. And he's like, and they're <laughs> And there are plenty of gaps in the Northeast Ohio or the Northwest Ohio area. Uh, His new mission is to get all of the assistant managers fired. (laughs) What a quest. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, That's kind of Sorry. Yeah, that's the Kurt storyline. I just got. Yeah caught up in a thing was wait was that assistant manager fired for being gay that's illegal now so no he was fired because people started dancing in his store yeah yeah okay. yeah for him and because of him yeah, yeah. caused a ruckus <laughs> ruckus <laughs> so yeah that is the kurt storyline um it was nice i love our boy kurt i love giving him a happy romantic storyline um, always yeah so let's get into the reason I picked this episode for Brittany, the Fayberry yes. storyline. Yes, I am ready. Can you just explain this ship? Uh, Without spoiling. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just like, just a general, like why it's your ship and why you see the connection. Um. So I think, and and honestly, original song is one of the first instances that you can really point to and be like, hey, here is hard evidence. Um, But essentially, the evolution of Rachel and Quinn's relationship over uh, really three seasons, um, I know Quinn's in a, yeah, uh, really over the first three seasons, you know, kind of the route it takes um, and the way that they're like viewpoints of each other and their feelings towards each other develop. Um, I am very much of the mindset that um, they are in love. Um, I think by the end of season three, uh, Quinn is consciously in love with Rachel. I think Rachel loves Quinn, but isn't aware of it because she's such like a diva and like so focused on her own like Rachel dream that she can't really comprehend anything that is outside of that. Um, but, but I think Quinn is aware of her feelings for Rachel by, by season three. And this is the ship I will go down on and they are everything. They love each other. They're 
great. And um, this episode has a really beautiful moment for the ship. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I was unaware this was even a thing. So oh, it's a me. thing. Get ready for me to send you <laughs> gifts because there are internet wizards of them who made gifts of them like kissing, and there's really some great fan fiction. Um, so like the kind of the and in season two, it's more about them building their like friendship uh, as opposed to their like romantic relationship. Um, that's more in season three, but then so the kind of the fan canon is after season three and and um you know as they kind of part ways and go to college uh mm-hmm. quinn goes into the television business and um i don't know if you know this but diana agron starred in a killer's music video called just another girl and so kind of the fan canon is like that video is her trying to get over rachel berry uh mm-hmm. is quinn trying to get over rachel berry um but no, this this is the ship I go down on. And also, like, even if you pay attention to Quinn's relationship with boys, like, throughout seasons one, two, and three, like, she never seems to actually be into them. It's either, like, manipulating them or, like, I'm pregnant. My baby needs a daddy, maybe. I don't know. And um, n- never actual, like, deep feelings. Interesting. Well, I agree Which is fair because sentence. she's so focused yeah. on prom right now with Finn. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Sentence. Exactly. And, she kind of was the and same even with, with Sam, too. Exactly. Um, and like in my rewatch, like I was telling you guys earlier, I went a little bit past this and I'm about to watch the prom episode. But uh, like it's been a few years since I've watched season three. And so like I don't remember who she's with or not with in season three. But um, I will say like I when I still lived in Michigan, I would go over to my, like one of my best friend's house and we would just stay up to like 3am just watching Faberry scenes and being like, Oh my God. Uh, and, um, yeah, we still to this day, like I'll just get a text from nowhere being like, this is a good Faberry fic, go to AO3 and check it out. And I'll be like, okay. Um, and then there's one that I had an idea for um, that she keeps bugging me to to work on. So maybe I'll do that tonight. But we'll see. But I, I'm going to say, do you want to go through, like, I don't know how you want to handle the New Direction storyline, but I can talk about the Faberi moment for this episode. Well, yeah, so we'll go through, because uh, I have Rachel and Quinn as their own separate storyline. Awesome. Um, so we'll kind of walk through that storyline. And I did Great. stumble on a Faberry fanfic once. It was a crossover between that and Riverdale, and it was only updated like two chapters, and I'm forever disappointed. <laughs> That's the true heartbreak of fanfiction is when you find a really great one and then it's not updated ever. That's why I always filter by completed. Hmm, smart. Yeah, I, I don't like heartbreak in my fan fictions. Therefore, <laughs> just cut out my heart. I think the worst, this is a major sidebar, but the only fanfic that really did me dirty was one where like, I was so, it was, it was simply outstanding. It wasn't for Glee. It was for the hundred. It was fix it like alternate, like it was like alternate reality fan fiction. Cause it was set in like this reality, not the one in the hundred mm-hmm. and just, absolutely astounding writing um and i remember the day that the last chapter was posted i had no idea it was coming uh i left work early so that i could go home and read it 
Um, <laughs> and then like a couple months later she got a book deal for it and so she changed the names and took it down and so now if I did she tell it, anyone did she tell anyone what this book is called oh yeah and like i've contemplated buying it um but you know i i don't know it's just something about the magic of it being a fan fiction mm-hmm. and well, just like, i don't i don't like that it's not there anymore i found an original it wasn't a fan fiction. It was an original fiction online. And then this person got a book deal and took it down. I and it. I cannot find it anywhere. Like, I have that no idea sucks. what it got published as. So <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I'll never be able to find it again. It was so good. I loved it. Right? Oh. Well, I could tell you what it is. And then maybe people who are listening would know. And then if you do know, hit us up on Instagram. (laughs) So the story is... (laughs) Everyone's going on a fanfic hunt. Let's do it. This is a fake hunt. It's fine. But if you think that the book that you read is this, please tell us slash me. Okay? (laughs) The story is about a prince who everyone in the kingdom thinks is very evil, but really all of his motivations are good motivations and he just acts evil because he wants to keep up this facade that his father and the rest of his noble court wants him to have. That's it. That's the whole spiel. Okay. Gleeboot listeners, you have a mission. I will it's find so it good. It's so good. I love it so much. And it's very, um, I feel like it would be YA. Okay. That sounds YA, yeah. Yeah, yeah I very hear keyboard YA. typing. Brittany, are you already looking for it? <laughs> I love a good mission. <laughs> so, Rachel and Quinn. So, the episode opens with, after the Kurt and Blaine's opener, we see Rachel pulls in Finn to show him her latest song, uh, which is Only Child, which she sings like five times. And she's like, it's called Only Child. And he's like, I, yep, I got it. Um, I don't understand the Only Child song, though, because she does not come across as someone who actually would want to have a sibling. Siblings. Unless it's to compete against them for her parents' love. Wait, wait, Hannah, you're an only child. Yeah. Did you feel any, like, connection to this song? No, because I was like, Rachel's a fucking liar. She loves being the star. Why would she want <laughs> yeah. siblings? Again, unless it is to compete against them for her parents' love. Dads, pick a favorite. Yeah, it did not, uh, it did not bring a tear to my eye. Well... <laughs> It did from laughing for me, but right. I think too, like, because she was like, I mean, because similar to my headband, like, she was trying to find something that was deep. And so she was probably like, being oh. the only daughter of two gay dads, people probably think I'm really sad about not having siblings. And so then she tried to write a song about it, but it's not actually something she gives a shit about. Yeah. And that's why the song sucked. So she starts something about like eggs, and I thought it was going to be like. Yeah. <laughs> 
like a ditty for like uh some sort brunch. of like egg yeah or like brunch thing yeah. i was like oh no it's still going oh only child got it <laughs> no no i think the best part about this scene is that finn was like into it for the first couple of verses and i was like what right? was going on this is not good and he's like yeah this is good and then it got to the only child part and it was terrible and he finally figured out it was terrible but what the like the eggs no what yeah. no no i mean i i don't trust finn's judgment ever <laughs> since he thought that he could get a girl pregnant through a hot tub <laughs> through a hot tub <laughs> So ever since episode like two, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, this episode, like, I can't. Remember, this scene made me laugh out loud, and I laughed out loud multiple times during this episode. Yes, it's been a while since Glee has made me do that. <laughs> so this was fun. Um, yeah. So then uh, Quinn is watching them talk about the song, and she's like. It worries me. I'm worried about Finn. Like, how damaged does someone have to be to be into someone as annoying as Rachel? And you're just shoving down your own feelings, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I she's she's covering up with that giant hat, <laughs> yeah, which was god awful. We That's need to talk about Britney's so hat. Britney's hat. I understand. <laughs> I support Quinn's hat. She knows better. Yeah. <laughs> Although what she's saying about Finn being into Rachel is kind of accurate, but like not in the it's like that's kind of how I feel about codependent relationships. We're like you both need each other way too much. Work on your self esteem. This isn't healthy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so Quinn is talking about how she wants to be with Finn and how together they'd be a shoo-in for a prom queen. And she's like, I know you're thinking you've had a baby. You're gorgeous. Why do you need to be prom queen? And she's like, prom queens live an average five years longer. <laughs> yeah. Because they smile so much. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know how accurate that is. Just and she's looking it. at, she's looking at this collection of tiaras. Which makes me wonder. I wonder if they're her, her mom's, who was like maybe like a beauty oh, yeah. queen in the back back in the day? That's that was my oh. sort of headcanon I decided on. Um, Interesting. In her in Ooh. her like voiceover, she says, "I'm relatively sane for a girl," and I was like, "That's right." Glee has to remind us that women hate themselves. Yes, and I that just... you can't like guys and girls at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's a whole other rant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I only exist uh, once once a year. Yes, what? exactly. On <laughs> Bi Awareness Day. Yep. Yeah. Oh. We're suddenly Cullen, aware of her. Cullen will text me. I am aware of you today. <laughs> I didn't even know. I was not aware that Bi Awareness Day existed. Alyssa's never aware of you, Hannah. I was not aware. I was not she aware doesn't even know day. who she's talking to. <laughs> I didn't say I was unaware of bisexuals. I said I was unaware of the day. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> That's what uh, they all say. And then every other day you are erased by Glee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, are pansexuals going to get an awareness day? I'm sure oh, they have one. Oh, Lord. 
Is there one? I have no idea. (laughs) To the Google. To the Google. Another mission. So many missions. But yeah, Quinn's wearing an ugly hat. She says, I'm relatively sane for a girl. And I'm like, cool, that's nice. And uh, she wants to be prom queen with Finn as prom king. Because he won the big game. Yeah. Uh, So. Obviously. She wants. Yes. Pansexual Awareness Day is May 24th. We missed it. Oh, Dang no. It. And well, now I can't like, be aware of them. Well, like, no <laughs> For a whole year. I didn't even know that pansexuals existed until I realized that I was one. There you go. Crazy. <laughs> wow, y'all are really quiet right now. What I, a funny world. Because you, I think you just came out to <laughs> at least to me right now. Well, like, really? you just, yeah, same, like, same here. Yeah, you've talked about it, but never like put it into. The, I remember words like exactly. having conversations with you about being like, yeah, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm like, that's cool. And then yeah, this happened. <laughs> oh, We're, sorry. You know what? I'm excited for it you. It doesn't matter if it's the awareness day or not. I am aware of you, Alyssa. Oh, thank you. I am aware of you. I also just came out to literally every listener. listener. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all know. Everyone. We, uh, yeah. So, we captured this beautiful moment on air. What a, what a day. I'm so touched. <laughs> this episode is full of so many tangents. And I think Surprises. it's because Glee, this episode just doesn't have enough for us to rant about. <laughs> no, it's true because this episode is actually pretty okay. So yeah. now we just have right. To do We're our- just having regular conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we're just shooting the shit at this point. Yeah, we're not even that behind in going through the episode. No. Like we've been more behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then Quinn and Finn are talking, and Quinn's like, "I want to go public with our relationship." Uh, so we can start running for prom king and queen. And Finn's like, Rachel's really fragile right now. I don't want to do that to her. And he's like, we should wait till after nationals. And she's like, no, before it was after regionals, then it was after nationals. And Finn's like, ooh, scary Quinn. (laughs) (laughs) Mark me down as scared and horny. (laughs) And uh, Quinn, uh, and so Quinn convinces him to come out with their relationship after regionals um and they kind of like hold hands ish down the hall and then they separate and rachel watches them lurking like a stalker everyone in glee loves a good lurk mm-hmm. yeah um so then uh in glee club rachel is like let's write original songs because uh sue came up to Will and with a cease and desist from the band My Chemical Romance. That <laughs> <laughs> they can't sing the song Sing um, nope. because she had an affair with the drummer once on a beach. And <laughs> she called them and like once they found out, they weren't happy with it. Um, and so Will is like, so we have to find a new song. And Rachel's like, let's try original songs. And everyone's like, ah, no. And then... Wait, wait, wait. Was there a reason that she gave that My Chemical Romance wasn't happy? No. No. Are you sure? I feel like there was one. 
I don't remember. I don't know. No, it was, was just they just have a no, no. There definitely was one because it had something to do with Will, and he's like, "That's not even true." <laughs> oh, because of your long-standing battle with Peta. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, I knew there was one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "That's not even true." Yeah. Yes. Good call. Good <laughs> That's so funny. Um, and. We're okay, and then uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm derailed. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, worth it. Yeah, definitely worth it. And uh, so then Quinn is like, "Yeah, no, I agree with Rachel. We should try original songs. Like everyone else will be singing these songs about other people's emotions, but we can sing songs from our emotions." And Finn's like, "Well, if Rachel and Quinn agree, I think we can all agree." And uh, which is a good point, I think. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> yeah. These true. people who are always at odds can agree. I think we should go with this idea. <laughs> yeah, just ride this wave. So they decide to try their hand at writing original songs. Rachel and Quinn decide to team up, te- team up to work on a song together. Um, so we have this great. I think this is what the scene you're referring to is the big Fayberry scene, mm-hmm. where. Yes. Quinn is plinking on the piano and Rachel comes in and is like, we're friends, right? And Quinn's like, yeah, I suppose so. And she's like, would you tell, so tell, let's be honest with each other. Are you dating Finn? And Quinn is like, yes, we are. And Rachel's like, how could you? He chose me over you. And Quinn's like, how long did that last? And Rachel's like, why are you being so mean? And she's like, okay, if we're going to be mean, like, Finn and I are going to get married and start a family. He'll work at Kurt's dad's tire shop. I'll become a real estate agent and we'll start a family. A successful one. A successful one. And you don't, yeah, you don't belong here, Rachel, and you can't get mad at me for sending you on your way. How many times do you have to make the same mistakes before you get it right? And then Rachel's like, I need to work on this song by myself and walks off crying. So let's discuss. So Um, the big thing I got from that, and actually this does kind of get to what Bernie was saying earlier, is that like, I guess it's just something I never noticed, but Quinn recognizes that like Rachel's not meant to be in the small town because she's supposed to be doing, I guess, something bigger, for lack of a better term. And she does, she's kind of being both selfless in an odd way and then very selfish and it's very, very interesting. I, I thought this scene was very, very interesting. It really is. And I think because the show, like, the show posits Quinn as Rachel's antagonist, mm-hmm. like, you're supposed to take it as Quinn just, like, being a bitch and saying what she has to. Um, but I think if you really look into it, and I think especially, like, with the emotion in Quinn's voice as she yeah. tells Rachel, like, you don't belong here. Um it doesn't it's, sound mean. It's kind of matter of fact. It's almost like it really is. And just like an acceptance of, of Quinn's future as a successful real estate agent and mother of 2.5 kids. And um, yeah, and I think it, it starts to speak to, you know, in the Faberry fandom, it starts to speak to like Quinn deeply cares for Rachel um, and, and really does want her to succeed. And I mean, when we talk about what happens next and the song that Rachel writes that she ends up performing and winning regionals with, like Quinn is the one who, because I mean, 
Finn told Rachel, like, you got to write about something that, that matters, you know, but it was only Quinn that was able to break her down and get her to that point. Um, I was like, oh, Quinn is Rachel's muse. Um, <laughs> but just like, but not in like a cute, sexy way, but in a very like real way where mm -hmm. Quinn laid truth on Rachel and it got her to a point where she was able to like go and do something extraordinary um and and prove that like yes she is she is like bound to be greater than Lima Ohio mm -hmm. you know I love them so much <laughs> why doesn't Quinn think that she can be anything greater than a successful real estate agent I mean, if real estate agent is her, like, ultimate dream, all the more power to her. But Absolutely. I get the feeling that this was, I am settling. settling. Yeah. Almost like a falling on her sword, because she knows that if she doesn't date Finn, Rachel and Finn will end up together, and then Rachel will get stuck in this life. So she's... But, but also, like, I mean, I think Quinn does, you know, love Finn in her own way, and uh, or at least like him or think that like if she's gonna settle down it might as well be with this like kind idiot and hmm. so it is kind of like falling on her sword for Rachel a little bit I think like rather than necessarily settling it kind of feels like Quinn at least in this moment seems somewhat comfortable with the idea of, like my life is gonna be a bit quaint and yeah. like I'm she's striving to something more normal or you know for lack of a better word um that like she feels comfortable taking this path of being like we're gonna stay in the town that we grew up in we're gonna build a family here we're gonna have a next generation of William McKinley High School Glee Club members <laughs> and <laughs> and football players and, and football players yeah and it's like she's willing to create a legacy in this town it felt but so it, out of tune for her why is that because i always imagine quinn having extreme goals like mm -hmm. in the cheerleaders even though they might be short-sighted they're much more um she is incredibly goal-oriented even sometimes more so than Rachel, because Rachel has these ultimate dreams, but she does not know how to get what she wants in the moment. So when yeah. Quinn was like, yeah, my future is going to be a mother in my hometown. I was like, wow, that seems really yeah. odd. Well, and I think one of the like one of the beautiful things about this moment too is it it kind of hits a chord of like oh shit she's right because I think I mean all of us are from the Midwest right and mm -hmm. um, and that's where they are like something that the show brings up jokingly but like well, I'm a loser and whatever but um, where is it going? but yeah I think we all know people who dreamed of great things like I know and and who just didn't and are now like for lack of better term like stuck in a life that maybe they didn't dream for themselves and they're happy um and you know I won't speak for you guys but I definitely know people that I went to high school with who mm -hmm. 
like if you had told me in high school this person is going to still be here raising kids like doing this thing I'd have been like you're crazy like she's gonna be off doing this or he's gonna be off doing this mm-hmm. um and so I, I think there is that strain of realism there that a lot of people do get stuck despite okay I concede this point however were any of the people who are now stuck during high school where they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to be stuck here as a mother. <laughs> like, cause it, I don't know. It just feels weird to me that a high school sure. girl, and maybe it's because she already got pregnant, but yeah, I think that, and maybe this is like a Ryan Murphy thing, but I feel like uh-huh. becoming pregnant in high school and having the strength to give up your baby so that you can continue with your life is something that would really affect Quinn and have her set goals outside of this town. That I 100% agree with. I think they just have not come to terms with what Quinn really wants because like yeah even like in the first season this probably was because she was pregnant she was coming to terms with being like I'm gonna be here because I have a baby now that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and yeah like we really don't know how getting pregnant and having to give the baby has really affected her and her goals like it we have really no inkling and now we're like no apparently she's just gonna stay Oh yeah, <laughs> someone. You know, maybe maybe if she wins, yeah, maybe if she wins prom queen, then she'll get her ambition back. But I think this was a really good scene that was made good by the performances. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think the lines written as written were supposed to be Quinn is mean, and because that's yeah. often the poll Ryan Murphy wanted to to skewer Quinn in, and then the actress. Diana Agron, who is just so talented, mm-hmm. Amazing. Took, took the script to another level and added that you don't belong here because I wanted, and in the Glee boot, I would put in a line, because you belong somewhere else, you belong in New York. But mm-hmm. it's like, she added that subtext. I yeah, think, I think I that wasn't 100%. written to be in the script. I think she put it in there and she added this depth. And that's why there are shippers for them. Yeah. Because what could have, what was meant to be just this straight up mean girl scene was given a lot of emotional depth and complexity. And that's why we're examining it so much because it is an interesting scene and it's interesting to look into Quinn's head and see what, how she's kind of at odds with like, does she want to settle down? Does she think she fits in? Does she think Rachel, where does Rachel fit? Um, It was a great scene. It really was. It really was. It was it was so good. And I was like, oh, she loves Rachel so much. <laughs> and it always ins- bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> and it inspires Rachel's song that she writes and performs at regionals. Get it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh. she, she sings it. She sings uh she sings it and like halfway through Kurt is like Oh my god, they're doing originals. <laughs> right, right. I love how long it took Kurt to realize. I was like, has he just been like sitting there going through the entire catalog like, of music that he yeah, knows? Yeah, like, wait a second. I, 
Mm, have I heard that? Maybe I have. Maybe it's super new. Oh my God, Bland, they're doing original songs. Kurt, <laughs> come on, you're smarter than this. Get with the program, buddy. I feel like I'll- it probably wasn't even him. I bet he probably like would have done it literally in the first five seconds, but the editors put it in too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas if it yeah. was me, I'd be like, I don't know this song. I don't know this song. Sounds pretty cool. I wonder who wrote it. I'm going to look it up later. Right? Yeah, it's like, Kurt, do you know all the songs that have ever existed? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. She has Brittany and Tina as her backup singers. And this is our first original song that we're discussing. So what do you all think? I... bad. I thought it was good. I... Um... I definitely, I like it. Like, I've listened to it on, yeah, whatever, soundtrack, whatever. Because I think it is a pretty decent song. It's pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's, like, there's a lot in, there's some things in the lyrics of, like, uh, I wrote it down because I was confused. She's, like, when you're good isn't good enough and you have good intentions, stuff like that. And I'm, like, but Rachel that very often doesn't have good intentions and she's really selfish. And so I was like, I'm confused. And then I wrote, but it's a nice song though. (laughs) Right. I mean, good intentions are all about the perspective. Exactly. And that's where it comes down to like, again, like in some ways, like I I think it's a bit performative because she's pretty selfish and she knows that. But then again, like you're saying, like, she's thinking that she's trying to do her best and she's trying to have good intentions. It's, it's way more complex when you really look into it, honestly. It's definitely a much more traditional, like nice girl song. And Rachel like has the facade of like the nice girl next door. Yeah. But she's a yeah. lot more complicated than that. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking it's a really big step up from Hairband and Only Child, and I didn't mm-hmm. believe that she actually wrote it because I kind of believe she has no songwriting talent. I 100% agree. I, <laughs> this feels know, like she paid that. somebody to do it. Oh, what yeah. an insult to my headband. <laughs> <laughs> Britney's favorite song. Britney's favorite I need song. to know why Britney knows that song. That's yes. what I need to know. She was lurking. <laughs> Lurking. <laughs> After Rachel threw it in the trash bin. Brittany. Maybe, maybe. Uh, there we go. Yes. Can Brittany read music? Maybe she has an entirely different tune to it. She's a musical genius. <laughs> what if she is? Obviously. That is the only thing that she does really well. Dancing and reading music. Mm-hmm. I can see that. That's amazing. Because she's a genius yeah. in this, she's a, not a genius anywhere else. Yeah. yeah, she dedicates all of her like brain power to those facets. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can see that. Um, yeah, and so before the song, she said Finn is like break a leg, and she's like, "Last time we were here, you told me you loved me," and he's just like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> shrug, smirk, <laughs> awkward." I like your song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, baby. Yeah. yeah. See you later. It was that was so awkward and like unnecessarily <laughs> dramatic. I just was like, right. oh, these kids. I loved it because it was so racial to just be so awkward and like right. 
just to like yeah. bring this up right as she's about to go on to perform her original <laughs> song. It's only going to fuel her her squint singing even more. <laughs> oh, this is where I died. This is when so when she's talking about only child and Finn's like, you need to access your emotion. And she's like, I can access my emotion. I cry during every solo. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> 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 Okay, can we talk a little bit about like her actually writing this song? We see a little flashback. Is that in the scene? Uh, it's way before it. it. It's, like, it's right, right after, after the... it's right after the scene with Quinn. Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah. So we see this like, oh. flashback. She's got so like hurt. four pieces of paper crumpled up in front of her, which we're supposed to assume are other lyrics. I just think it's crumpled mm-hmm. piece of paper. She needed to perform it for herself. Um, yeah. <laughs> and she, she like, has like a mascara filled tear. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. But it's not a real tear. She no. has to like squinch up her face in order for it to come out of her face. Like it was, it was disappointing. Like, she does better squint singing than squint singing slash crying than she does just crying without the actual singing. (laughs) She needs to cry to sing. Or she needs to (laughs) sing to to cry. Yes. She needs the music to make her feel. Oh my goodness, you guys. What if she can't actually emote unless she's singing? (laughs) Like, it's it's like, like some psychological break in which she can't emote anything unless she's singing and then she loses her voice oh dark (laughs) well we've already seen where she like loses her voice in that laryngitis episode and uh she's still has plenty of emotion yeah she's still has plenty of emotion the episode called laryngitis where she has bronchitis yep but it, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, like we talked about earlier, uh, continuity, Glee, every episode exists in a different universe. It's possible. Correct. What you're saying, Alyssa, yeah. it's yes. definitely yeah. possible. In this universe. Yes. In the Glee boot. No. In the Glee boot, <laughs> she is for sure a sociopath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no uh, question. But a sociopath with the best intentions, even sociopaths have good intentions. Uh, again, a matter, literally a matter of perspective, especially <laughs> when it comes to sociopaths. But here's mm-hmm. a question for you. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Okay, so you have a person for which it's very difficult for them to do good things. For example, a sociopath. And they end up doing a good thing because they try really hard at it, Right. And then you have mm-hmm. a person for which it's really easy to do good things because they were born with a moral compass, and so it doesn't take as much effort. Who has, I suppose, the greater, like, which, which good thing is greater on... Uh, this a scale. A scale. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is like, doing a, a lot like of a gestures karmic, right now. Like a karmic scale. <laughs> yes. The person for which a good thing is very hard to do, and they do it through copious effort, or the person who does a really good thing without trying at all. I don't know. What would God say? God would probably be like, <laughs> yo, we can't really measure these. I can't measure <laughs> sins. I can't even measure good intentions, right? Yeah. Uh, God's 
Not even in the question. God would say, great job, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Everything like, is equal. Yeah, it's kind of... I post, I post this in my morality class, by the way, and everyone <laughs> thought I was crazy. But I was like, it's, huh. a, it's, it's a real question, philosophically question. speaking. Like, it's really interesting to think about. Yeah. It is. And then in Glee. <laughs> <laughs> but none of you answered the question! I'm not I mean, a philosopher. I have to be I a philosopher to think about if it. We, if we go by like how like there's no sin greater than another, then there's going to be no good intentions greater than another. Ah, interesting. But there Whoa. are sins that are greater than others. Yeah, I'm going to say it. <laughs> Gossiping isn't as bad as murder. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. then we should be freeing all of those people who went to hell for gossip. <laughs> Open the gates, buddy. That's what God, this is how God talks. Let the hat in Cullen's headcanon. Yes. All right. Message us on Instagram telling us who you think. Or maybe, Hannah, you should make one of those polls. Oh, God. Alyssa, this is, not, this is probably going to be edited out of the podcast. No, I love this question. Why? It's a great question. We... Because it's, it's a good question. It makes people think about things that they're uncomfortable thinking about. But we're also at an hour 20. Which is always a sign 20. of a good question. I know. We're almost done. It's a good question. All right. Anyway. So. Uh, so she says, get it right, and Finn makes a face like, I'm learning something. And it cuts over to Quinn looking like, I'm angry. And then, uh, then after they win regionals, Quinn Rachel, wants Rachel. <laughs> Quinn wants Rachel. <laughs> and Rachel is awarded unanimously the MVP award because we needed to boost this girl's ego even more. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh but it is a cute scene because she's like i'd like to make a speech and santana's like and here she goes making me regret voting for her uh and she's like i have a lot of awards but this one means a lot because you guys believed in me so thank you for believing in me um and letting me sing my song and they're like oh mvp and they hug and episode ends it's cute quinn believed in her the most cute yeah like cute no Cow. Oh, I'm Jay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just that's how God talks. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Um yeah, so that's no. the end of the Rachel storyline. Um what do, do we have any more comments on it? No. All right. No. <laughs> so now it's time for the uh, the quest for the new original song storyline. So because they can can't do MCR, we have to do an original song. There's also a scene with Britney and Santana that kind of falls outside of all the others. So I'm just gonna put it in here. Oh, um, uh, it killed me. Cause there, Britney comes up to Santana and is like, "Hey, we used to be really close, and I miss our closeness." And Santana's like. You blew me off to be with Stubble's McCripple pants. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm like, awkward, cringe. Um, and uh, 
Sue comes up and is like, you guys quit the Cheerios. You guys are on my dirt list. Uh, <laughs> or, or like I play you I, and I play dirty because I'm mad at you. And they open their lockers and dirt pours out on top of them. And Brittany's like, I don't even remember putting that in there. What's one of my favorite Brittany quotes. That's me, me too. Reminded me of myself. What's yeah. crazy is that like I was literally about to write, wow, Brittany's like saying like smart things. Like she seems cognizant in this. She hasn't said anything dumb. Oh, wait, no, she just said something dumb. But it she is... has the Brittany has Eric Matthew syndrome where she's dumb as a box of rocks. And then when it really counts, though, she can say insightful shit. Yeah. Yeah. She has emotional intelligence. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> Ish. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. But it is sad that Santana is like doesn't want to be close anymore. Um, she says, like, oh. I'm going to go sing a heterosexual song about Sam. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Boy, boy, does she. Yeah. That was quite <laughs> the song there. Frankly, so, I'm not sure why they didn't sing it at regional. <laughs> I'd love to see their regional set. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're in Glee Club, and Mr. Shu gives them all rhyming dictionaries to write their own songs while Quinn and Rachel are working on a song. Um, and... Santana is like, actually, me and Tina, new pairing, new pair up. Right. Have been working yep. on a song um, called Trouty Mouth. And Sam is like, what? And Mike leans over and is like, Trouty Mouth. Yeah, she said Trouty Mouth. <laughs> yeah. And Mike is hilarious Wait, in this song. <laughs> Mike, Mike's facial expression carried this scene even more than Santana's beautiful voice. Yeah. Santana sings the song Trouty Mouth, Guppy Face, uh, Guppy Lips. Um, if you but, try really hard, you could suck a baby's head. Like, oh. but the style <laughs> of, like, uh, like, a 40s club speakeasy song. I don't know how to explain it, but it's very, like, no, no, jazzy. Right. Yeah. And, it's very jazzy. And I'm like, yeah. what is going on? I love it. It made me uncomfortable, though. It was a great tune. <laughs> it was great because she's she's like singing it all sexy and Sam's so uncomfortable. He's like hiding his mouth. Right. And Mike is just like loving it. Like <laughs> Mike's face is just like, dude. <laughs> it's great. Um, I felt bad for Sam because who wants that? Yeah. Really? And I was like, boy, if I wasn't gay before. And it's also like Santana, like a lot of people are being very performative in this episode with uh, Rachel trying to figure out, you know, what is deep to her and performing about omelets. And then (laughs) like Santana, like she's saying, like, I'm going to go sing this really heterosexual song. Like she's being very overtly sexual and she's kind of being performative here too. So it's. It's interesting. Teen yeah. performative emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Sam's like, can we stop this? We're not performing a song at regionals called Trouty Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, I have to say, yeah, we're not. And then Puck is like, I've been working on something. And he sings a song called Big Ass Heart. Oh. Oh, Puckerman. 
I and hate him. Do you want to talk about yeah. this song, Hannah? Not really. Can we skip over it? <laughs> so, I don't understand why this was supposed to be less offensive than the other one. I don't yeah, think that's what he was getting at, mm-hmm. though. I think he was like, oh, I have a song, too. And I was like, sit down and shut up. <laughs> no, no, because he literally that's says how I feel about Finn all the time. It, before he performs it, he's just like, I know the last song I sung you was offended you. But oh, you mean like compared, compared to, yeah, yeah. got it, yeah. No, yeah, yeah no, yeah. that equally. Maybe more because he wrote it himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like this is where I yeah, ticked I... off the box. Uh, Puck mentions Lauren's weight because. <gasps> OMG, same. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. It was awful. It was like there was mentions of diabetes, which I think is like this one of two songs that mentions diabetes. Um, mm-hmm. These teens are very focused on diabetes. <laughs> and then... Diabetes. Let's diabet this. <laughs> wow. Uh, and then... Yeah, it was a great <laughs> reference. Um, Thank you. I just... I can't even think of any other lyrics because I literally was like, I need to actively block this out of my mind. Yeah, it's just like a guitar. And she twangy. loves it. How is she, she into that? I don't understand. It changes right? her character completely. Yeah. She's like, this isn't right. It. So then later they're singing, and Mercedes has a song that she wrote called Hell to the No. Which is a bitch. I loved it. The I was like, why the fuck fun. aren't they performing this? No, it was really, really good. F- I was like, oh, this is the one they're going to perform at regionals. Nope. Nope. Well, I didn't I knew think it that much. Yeah. I definitely thought it was fun to listen to. Uh, I did not think it was going to make it to the competition. Uh, because it's literally like these kids being like, hell to the no. And talking about like, very specific stuff to Mercedes' life that I'm I like. I remember thinking that. Yeah, there's no way <laughs> everyone's gonna be like singing. They want me to change my weave. Like that. That applies to maybe four people in that room. Like it just didn't make <laughs> That's sense. That's generous. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I. But I mean, I'm taking the Sue Sylvester route of making fun of Shoe's hair. Um, no, like. <laughs> It just it didn't make any sense, but the it was a banger beat. I kind of wish, I kind of wish like they had given Mercedes a bit more songwriting credit because the yeah. beat was pretty. Yeah. Good. Well, I remember thinking well, this catchy. would be, yeah, this would be really good for regionals, but they need to change the lyrics because it's too specific. Yes. but they could have done awesome choreography to it and also my general opinion is mercedes is a better soloist than rachel yeah so i'm always there for times that mercedes can get that spotlight you know for sure oh yeah she does like that it wasn't rachel's scream sing that just like oh i get chills it's so good right well and even as we were watching this episode like uh, we were talking about like just how much better Mercedes is. And so we Googled the actors and um, I'm 
blanking on her name because she hasn't done anything horrific and become trending in the media, but like the mm. actress who plays Mercedes has Amber. done a lot more. Amber Riley, thank you, uh, has done so much more with her career than Leah Michelle has, um, which just warms my heart a little bit. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Good for Amber. Good for Amber. Yeah, we're on a first name basis. <laughs> What's her name? Lee Riley. 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 Yeah. Good yeah. for Ms. Riley. <laughs> so her Our agents will friend. reach out to your agents for permission to use your first name. <laughs> so uh, cavalierly. <laughs> yes, Quint. So she sings "Hell to the No," and also all the boys write on their their notebooks. Hell no, or hell to the no, and then Santana is like, I wrote another verse of Shrouty Mouth, and Sam holds up Hell, hell to the No. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to hear another verse of Shrouty Mouth. Like uh, she just put like another a whole damn fish. musical. It was like just another fish with the word mouth. Okay. Like, Sam mouth. <laughs> All right, so. After they, after Hell to the No, Mr. Shu is like, you guys need to access like something deeper to make these songs shine. What are your favorite songs? And Brittany's like, uh-huh. my headband. <laughs> <laughs> I need the background. I need to see the scenes where Brittany discovers it. She becomes obsessing over it. I need to know. Yes. And Santana is like, you ought to know by Alanis Morissette. <laughs> yeah. Um, so gay. Yeah. I didn't recognize any of the songs except for my headband, so I have no context with anything. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa's uh, favorite song is my headband. <laughs> Alyssa, I'm gonna send you You Oughta Know by Alanis Morissette, because you oughta know that song. I okay. may have heard it before. I probably have, I just don't yeah. recognize the titles. That's yeah. true. So Technically the it. first time Technically, the first time I heard it was Kevin singing it on karaoke in the office. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I like the it. original version better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, San, uh, so Mr. Shu is like, because all these songs access real pain. And so, like, how do you guys feel? And Finn is like, people treat us like losers. Like, that's how Sue treats us. And Mercedes is like, she literally <laughs> throws sticks at me. And it comes to <laughs> Sue just throwing sticks in her hair. Like, this uh, is an educator. Yeah, this is an educator throwing sticks at a child. Like, <laughs> a little minor. I want to know how she got all of the dirt in the locker. Mm, good question. Right? Because she also seemed to rig it so that, like, dirt popped out. And yeah. not in just like a fallout way, but it, there seemed to be like a forceful like throwing dirt at you. God, I, I don't, you. I don't know. I've never tried doing like a locker prank before, so no idea. Yeah, no one would give me their combinations because they knew better. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're a trickster. Arr. That's something <laughs> everyone should know about. Watch you. out! I'll put icy hot on your toilet seat. <laughs> oh. So Brittany's not invited over anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever done that to prank someone you live with and then accidentally sat on it yourself? No. 
<laughs> I just because I, happened. I absolutely would have forgotten and then sat on it and freaked out. <laughs> it's also fun because you can like bake UTI medication into cookies and shit. Because if you take it and don't have a UTI, like you're fine, but it does turn your pee like really fun colors. Um, and so then people like eat the cookies and then freak out. Cool. That's so or nothing not happens. Eating at Britney's house ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, no cookies at Britney's house. No. Nope. I want my pee to be fun colors. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. All, <sighs> Cullen can have all the cookies. <laughs> Yeah, Kellen, uh, you can have the cookies from, from my portion. There you go. Um, so then, uh, he, so they're talking about like losers and dirt and sticks and all the things that Stu <laughs> does to them. And they, they're like, and then Will is like, we have our song title. And he writes, loser like me and circles it. <laughs> and they're like, whoa. Um, Hell yeah. Say- and I really don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. Shoe teachered, and he didn't do a bad job. Yeah, he actually was, like, getting concepts together and organizing ideas. Yeah. True. Like, he did it. And I was like, whoa. First yeah. time ever we've seen anything like it. And I'm going to say him. it probably last. <laughs> oh, no. I don't even remember the rest of like I honestly don't know what's next. This is like kind of newish territory for me because I just blocked it out mm-hmm. of memory. I'm just gonna have to say, based on previous however many episodes, this isn't gonna last long. Oh no. boy. No, he's really not good at his job. There's a whole episode about it in season three. <laughs> yeah, like, yep. <laughs> well, technically we already had an episode about it when Holly Holiday showed up, so <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so boy. so then we, we it's they're at regionals. They're singing Rachel's song in their blue dresses with black leggings, <laughs> wearing like um like tall flat boots, like tall. Those have a like, name. Combat boots. Those have an actual like those are brand name type of shoe. What are they? Do what you know? is the brand name? I don't remember. Dang it. It just kind of felt kind of cacophonous, but in a way, I was like, I buy this because they're teenagers and they kind of just needed to, like, mm-hmm. it felt like they had bought the dresses, like, wholesale at, like, some store and then added someone sewed on, like, whatever the 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 pretty decal at the top was or whatever. It kind of yeah. felt like these kids had put it together. That's a nice feeling because so many times the costumes are so obviously yeah Hollywood. Um, yeah, these definitely felt more grounded. And the, there is a scene where Sue comes up to Shu as they're leaving for regionals, and she's like, "Yeah, I forged the letter from MCR. I actually had an affair with <laughs> yeah. the Doc Martens." Oh, are they Doc Martens? Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even notice. I just was like, "What are these shoes with this dress?" Uh, so yeah, I guess they're in Doc Martens, which are very expensive shoes. Yeah, I was like, they're not cheap. No, no. All right, everything. I was like, I, I, I recognize outfits, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. But no, I think everything from like the the mid shins up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Sue reveals that she actually had an affair with the drummer of Jimmy Eat World. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Another great band. Um, and she forged the letter, but Sue or Shu is like, we're putting on original songs. So, and she's like, oh, so you're just forfeiting. Um, <laughs> and so we get there, the judges are revealed to be uh, Rod Remington again, uh, Kathy <laughs> Griffith. And as, as Sarah Palin uh, from Ohio. Yes. That's what I called her. Yeah. She was a homeschooler, they detailed, and I felt attacked. You should, because <laughs> she's a fucking yeah. asshole. I love the nun, though. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> I We'll talk about when we get there, but she was great. She was a great highlight. I will say the Truly. habit they used was incorrect. They said she was a Carmelite, and Carmelites were brown because caramel. <gasps> I knew this. Well, so I didn't even... Yeah. Oh, wait, did they say that in her, like, in, like, the... Um... The actual speech, yeah. not the title card. Anyone who's seen the seminal classic Leone. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> we missed her birthday. Are we, you going to, you should, uh, you should plug that on social media today. What? That we miss Leone's birthday? No, Leone's for people movie. to watch it, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Is it even it's on a like classic. streaming? Or I'm going to say, how, how does one get a copy? I think through like Ignatius Press Catholic media. Wow. You like <laughs> Oh boy. Anyway. But, so wait, they said that like when they were introducing her, not the title card, because my title cards did not come up. My title cards didn't come up either. Neither did mine. I did not know that they were supposed to be there. Like when they would freeze and go like ding. Yeah. Like I remember that happening. Yeah. Another time before, and I had to like be like, "Oh yeah, no, this is what it said." Um, but yeah, for some reason, mine weren't working. We should complain to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, like, why you, are you watching I'm Glee? trying to watch <laughs> Glee. Yeah, flaws in my viewing experience. Uh, I would never. That's awful. <laughs> so they wouldn't listen to you anyway. Yeah, they would literally like screen my email and just. <laughs> get rid of it <laughs> um so those are the judges um and uh one of the first group sue's group oral intensity panders by singing jesus is a friend of mine um and <laughs> okay jesse was part of oral intensity right no okay that's why she yeah. chose the not stupidly named one Remember not all stupidly named. Yeah, stupidly named or all intended. That I was confused the whole time because I thought he was supposed to be there, and then, um, and then, is he a senior? He graduated. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, so yeah. I just re- I just thought that it was because he was a senior and gone, but no, it's a completely different but singing group. Keep mentioning vocal yeah. adrenaline. As if they know vocal adrenaline is just going to be at nationals. Is that yeah. a thing? Like, they just know that? Like, we haven't yeah. done anything other than, like, we're going to see them at nationals if we get there. And it's like, but how do you know? They're just that good, Hannah. They're just assuming. I guess. Because also, if, if vocal adrenaline was at regionals last year, why weren't they this year? Yeah, do they go to a different regionals? <laughs> Do regionals, does the region change? Do the regions like, split up? There was redistricting. Yes. Uh, or were they just gerrymandering like... for glee clubs? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so they sing Jesus is a friend of mine, and then the, the Warblers perform, and then it's the New Directions. We, they sing Rachel's song, Get It Right, and then the New Directions come out with their classist hit, Loser Like Me. Wait, what did yeah. you say? He classic. said classist. Class. Okay, cool. I th- I thought it was like, did you say classic? No, he meant to say classist. Awesome, because I agree. Because they're like, <laughs> I'll give you uh, back. I'm your boss. I'll see you when you wash my car. And like, and oh, like my what's God. wrong with car washing? <laughs> right. Yeah. It also, pays the bills. Also, like, I understand they're getting at that idea of like, this is making me stronger and better. Cool. But also, a lot of bullies become terrible bosses and right like yeah because they're good at bullying people yeah. and that's how they get no one wants to talk about it but and also like just because you bully someone doesn't mean that you're gonna end up doing like a blue collar job exactly it's harsh take but karma doesn't really exist Ooh. yeah let's not, in- let's not <laughs> insult <laughs> people's <laughs> religious views happening in <laughs> but yeah no it it was um like the the song is a bop. Like I can sing along to it. I think it's it's a, a pretty good it was dope. Um I think my my one note was wheeling out the slushy machine at the end because I was like, oh that's so awesome. But no one in the audience who go unless they go to McKinley would get the joke. They'd be like Exactly. What? Okay, cool confetti, but what's with the slushies? And then someone who like knows, like, oh yeah, those kids get really bullied a lot. They get slushies, and and the other person's like, oh my god, should someone call the cops? What happens at this school? Yeah, that's yeah. Situations like like with Kurt, where it's like legally we can't do anything to protect you. Yeah. So that's that was definitely something I thought it was like, oh, that's cute. And then I'm like, wait, no one's gonna understand. No one's gonna get it. I did like how happy Mike was bringing them out. Yeah. He was like, oh yes, it was his shining God. moment in the number. Yeah. It would have been funny uh, if he had been like a little prankster and had filled one of them up with an actual slushy, and then <laughs> someone in the audience. <laughs> that's gonna happen in well the now game. it has to happen it's gonna be a big yeah. confusion at the end everyone's gonna grab their things and throw them and it's actual slushies and it's like oh fuck except they're not just slushy the audience <laughs> yeah the splash zone it's a sure way to victory so uh then the judges deliberate and kathy griffin is like I don't think two boys should sing a duet together. That says the message that gay is okay. And Mm -hmm. that is not a valid lifestyle. and It's not in the constitution. And then the nun is just like, you have problems. (laughs) I wonder the great line about like, well, like having Griffith's character, uh, Sarah Palin from Ohio, she goes, oh, Mm -hmm. well, I think the oral intensity singing about Jesus, they should win. And then the nun goes, he's like, they were just pandering. I didn't even like being pandered to as a stripper. I literally yeah. so hard. I, yeah. oh my God, I had tears in my eyes. That was so funny. You know, I wonder what Sarah Palin from Ohio would think of boy bands. Hmm. Cause it's technically, cause I feel like a bunch of duets with boys doing duets. Yeah. But I also feel like they're a staple of straight, like, 
preteen and teen oh, culture. Yeah. I bet yes, but they is- need their equivalent girl band so people can ship them. One Direction didn't have that though. Yeah, no, Backstreet Boys didn't either. I don't think. Oh, I'm thinking yeah. of and K-pop. oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a little bit, little bit yeah, uh, absolutely that separate. K-pop and, and even, fans like, are having a moment though. Just yeah. they really are. Yeah, I'm so proud of them. Making a difference. Yeah, no, I was. I, shout out to the K-pop stands. I was watching TikTok the other night and I saw a TikTok of a guy who was like basically reserved like a hundred seats at that thing under the name of Mike Litteris. And uh, <laughs> it just made me really happy. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> um, so one quick thing that I just gotta talk about is um uh the, so the two women are talking, they're deliberating, and then Rod goes, can I add a dash of Rod to this lady soup? And I yeah. threw up. <laughs> yes, same. That was so really. It was so bad. Ugh. I don't, he's the one where like, every time he comes on screen, I'm like, here we go. I hate everything. <clears throat> what did Sue see in you? And then he said something about like, well, my hairdresser is a gay and he's married to his partner, a gay. And I think they should be able to raise a family of wigs. And I'm like, what is going on? Uh, And then I lost my shit. (laughs) In Ohio, Kathy Griffin is like, why are the uh, they sing about being losers? I'm a politician. And when I lost an election. I tweeted that Obama is a terrorist. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, you did what? And it's like, <laughs> the fact, I had to do it. Yeah. And she's like, I should think we should all ask for birth certificates to prove that they're born in Ohio. Yeah. Also, when yeah. they, like, introduced her, like, before all the singing and stuff, they called her a Tea Party candidate, and I was like, oh, my God, I remember when that was a thing. Holy Right? Shit. It was, like, major throwback. Yep. I remember that. They're not really a thing anymore, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I think there's, like, one pizza place back home in Michigan that still has, like, tea party flyers, and I see them and laugh. I'm sure there are some people who still are, like, tea party. It didn't really become that major third party that they thought it was gonna. No. No. It's still a very clearly two-party system, unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, I'm voting to start a monarchist party where the monarch is me. Oh, okay. I felt for that. Yeah, I would not. Sorry, Colin. I have Britney's vote. Yeah. <laughs> um, Only a couple I'm undecided. <laughs> <laughs> it's my constitutional right to not have to tell you how I'm voting. But if it's a monarchy, you won't have any more constitutional rights. Ah, baby. <laughs> I'm undecided. Also, if it's a monarchy, we don't have monsters like Will Schuster in charge. Ha uh, But how do you know there's not going to be a monster because in Helen's the monarchy future line? Helen, Helen will make sure that doesn't happen. So we're yeah. going to write All a monarchical... to any of your what is the word my descendants descendants <laughs> no, i was there, gonna there say should... ancestors <laughs> backwards i know 
<laughs> no, there should be a monarchical constitution that stipulates that if any of Cullen's children or beyond are like William Schuster, bye. Canceled. Canceled. Yes. The entire monarchy is canceled and the US of A is thrown yes. into anarchy. Yes. yes. It's worth it. Worth it. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so they win uh, the New Directions, end up winning. And so I forgot to mention this. After Rachel's things get it right, she's like, we are the New Directions. And she very clearly pronounces yes. Direction. I so know. <laughs> I definitely noticed also, and I was very pleased. We are the Uh, new directions. Morgan asked me to make Rachel my LVP of the week just for that statement. Uh, my answer is not that but but it was it was requested of me. Oh, that's great. Um, So after they deliberate I'm pretty the, sure they said it was, she was like the first lady of Ohio, right? The governor's the first wife. Lieutenant governor's wife. Oh, Lieutenant governor's wife. And then they announced her name. And I was like, why didn't they just announce her name? Right. And then say that she's the governor's wife. Or not even say that she's the governor's wife. Just her because, name is fine. Because women aren't important unless they're attached to a man. <laughs> uh, her last name is like Turlington. And I was like, what? Yeah. Okay. And she's someone got married for their money. As fuck. She's like, I've been drinking, been drinking since, since noon. She's like, my, and my husband, husband is verbally is abusive. Verbally abusive. And it's like, I went like, ooh, like, yikes, not funny. I know, and just like no one reacted to it. Yeah. No. Everyone was silent and I was they were just like, like, What's going on? They were just like, That's nice. Tell us who won now. Yeah, and she was like, we should just get on with it. And I was Okay, like, let's yeah. be real, though. If that actually happened in a competition, nobody would say anything. That's exactly what would like, happen. Everyone would be like, oh, okay. shit. Anyway, okay. Um, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so then she announces that the New Directions won, and Sue punches her in the face. <laughs> What? So hard that her shoes fall off. Oh my god, really? I didn't even see that. Yes! <laughs> yeah. It was a solid, I mean, I give Sue 10 out of 10 for, you know, quality, but a 1 out of 10 for motivation. Oh my god, guys. We totally forgot. So when they're singing Loser Like Me, the, the back screen comes up. You know who's there? The band from the choir room. Bobo Jackson from uh-huh. Montana slapping the bass. Yep. I freaked out. (laughs) One last thing before we complete talking about this episode. Underneath their chairs, they suddenly have all these like L-shaped foam fingers. And when Kurt the number one, yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. And also, so they they have all of the no, wait, they just came out under from under the chairs. Yeah, Kurt just pulls it out from under the chair and it's like under his chair. Yeah, and he just starts he passing them out. To the entire audience. Yeah, the entire audience which gets that. I guess. Which they're under tells me that cares. But they also do that, they have to do something like that with the candles too. Because Yes, when, when they were singing candles. That means yeah. that's what oral candles. intensity loss is because they didn't bring a souvenir for everybody. That's really yeah. what we lost. They I think was... that everyone like um I don't know. Jesus. 
holy cards. Yeah. <laughs> Copies of Veggie Tales. I don't know. Well, you know what? You, you need that audience interaction. Those, those little plastic rosaries that are cheap. Yes. Really cheap. Yeah. yeah, like the ones I probably bought from Amazon to make my Madonna costume for Halloween a couple years ago. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, uh, so that's basically that's everything in this episode. Um, so I guess it is Tina time. Oh boy! Woo! I didn't count any. No lines for Tina. Yeah, she set a piano Boom. and she smiled. Yep. And then mm-hmm. she made like a another smiling face in a different shot. And then She's, she danced a little bit. She, she sang in the background. Zero. <laughs> yeah. That's sad. This is like the new Bechdel test. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of is like it, it's probably just gonna keep being very weird. Like sometimes she'll have lines. And then she'll go forever without lines. The most she had was uh, over 30, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not quite 40. I think we just never decided on, like, what counts as a single line. Because there were a couple where, like, oh, yeah, I got 10. I got 15. And it's like, wait, what? So she does talk a lot sometimes. Most of the time, it's not a lot. Yeah, I count yeah. a line as being broken by someone else's speech. Okay. Okay. Now that, that it's been made official in this episode. Yes. Yeah. Still zero. <laughs> I count the same way when we're because we usually count together if we watch together. Right. So, yeah. And then sometimes you mm-hmm. guys get different numbers, and that yeah, <laughs> that's the best part too. I'm like, oh, contention. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Probably me. Going out on a limb. <laughs> I like your self-awareness. It's one of the things that I'm good at. Being self-aware <laughs> or... Being self-aware. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or counting Tina lines. That's what no, I was going to say. Just, <laughs> we just established that I'm not good at that. <laughs> so... Uh... MVPs and LVPs. Brittany, who is your least valuable player this week? Least valuable player uh, was actually Kurt for waiting a week to bury his goddamn bird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Wasn't wasn't a fan of that. It really would have. And like, was it worth it to bedazzle it? Was it worth it to make out with Blaine? Probably. Maybe he put him in the freezer. Was it worth it? Yeah. So gross. People do that. Like, still not great. Yeah. People put pets in the freezer all the time. Uh, if it's like winter it's time true. in like the Midwest or wherever you are and it's cold, you can't get really through the ground. Yeah. Gotta do the freezer. Yeah. Or the hamster dies and you got a full week of work and you don't have time to hold a funeral until the weekend. That's sounds okay. Or you, know, you have to practice for regionals. Hannah, what was who's your LVP? <laughs> um, it was a Sarah Palin knockoff. I don't know if we'll ever see her again, but I fucking hated her. She mm-hmm. sucked. That was my LVP too. She's the worst. That was that was valid. Uh, 
I hadn't decided. You guys went too quickly. Okay, let me also throw in Puck for Big Ass Heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> smart, smart. I forgot that happened because That's I actually blocked it from my mind. Good. Uh, I still can't really decide and I'm feeling indecisive, so I'm just going to go with Ohio Sarah Palin. Yeah. It's a very solid choice. Rod Rod was also a close second. Ooh, I forgot. This is gross. Her. Typically, everyone. I switched my vote to Rod because because you guys already voted for Ohio Sarah Palin. Yeah, like but. usually everyone who's in the like deliberating room who's a judge is awful. That nun, she was pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I like her. She just needed a home and a place to stay off the pole. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she reminds me of my seventh grade teacher who was also, well, technically their sisters. Um, but <laughs> but she like showed me how to pick a lock. It was great. Oh, I love that. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yes. She is cloistered now, so I can't talk to her. But uh, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, for me, probably not yeah. for her. <laughs> yeah, valid. True. Brittany, who is your MVP? Uh, MVP was hands down Quinn uh, for giving us a moment of rare depth uh, and also for giving us, you know, insights into her feeling into Rachel and also for being Rachel's muse and and getting her to a place that she needed to get to to write that killer song. Very nice. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quinn, Quinn's always my MVP. Come on. <laughs> Um, my MVP is kind of, um, on the other side of that. I'm going to go with Rachel. Um, nice. Cause there was actually something really satisfying about seeing her be able to really, uh, to have that moment with that song and then everyone to unanimously be like, yeah, like you stood up for us and got us, you know, really helped us with this win. Um, yeah, there's just like a lot of good feelings for Rachel that happened that, um, you know, she's on her path to stardom and I'm, I'm happy for her. Yeah. It kind of felt like the first time that we actually can envision Rachel being a star. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And she didn't have to do many bad things really to do this. Like she was pretty not terrible. Like she was pretty nice overall so I'm, yeah. I'm proud of her for for being able to be like i want to do this for the team i really want it to be good yeah yeah i'm torn um i also covered in glee in the future <laughs> <laughs> because i liked rachel's i would i would give rachel i'd give it to quinn uh, I give it to Brittany solely for saying my headband is her favorite song. And that hat she wore. Uh, and the hat. Um, but and I'm not getting... remembering how she put the dirt in the locker. True. Yes. I'm giving it to Blaine because Kurt mm. brought up to Blaine, hey, you're the center of attention all the time. And instead of being like, how dare you, Blaine took it to heart mm-hmm. and decided to change things up. Yeah. Yeah. Like the regular murder he was. Is? <laughs> I think he's still alive after this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 
And then he present also, tense. Present tense. And he also had a nice kiss with Kurt. A very nice kiss. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give my vote to Mercedes because I liked her song. Nice. Yeah. It was and super she, It was awesome. It was. And she sang it so well. It's and I still think it could have been for regionals if they had shifted the lyrics around a bit. They could have yeah. even like combined the idea of loser like me with the hell to the no thing. I think that could have worked. Yeah. Get more yeah. Ooh, yeah. I, like yeah. I love that. So speaking of songs, Brittany, what was your least favorite song this week? It, it was a tie between Big Ass Heart and Trouty Mouth. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. There weren't any that I like actively disliked. Because none were like overtly inappropriate for for teenagers or anything like that, and um, you know, Mr. Schuster didn't perform, so that's always yeah. you know, I just that's always always a win. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think it's a tie between those two. Hmm. So I actively blocked out Puck song, so that was <laughs> I didn't even think about that one. Um, I'm actually, I went with sort of like, um, sort of like the main, I'm going to say arcana for lack of a better word or the second of songs, um, the major arcana. Um, I went with Blackbird. It was kind of a close second between that and Candles because they were both more slow and I kind of just like wasn't super into them. Uh, but it went Blackbird instead just because I just, I wasn't really into so much crying. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to go with Big Ass Heart not a fan mm-hmm. and there were so many songs this week it's hard to pick that too Yeah, there were a lot of songs I'm going to go with Candles because <laughs> I was severely disappointed in their performance together their duet was so not what I was expecting and I wanted it to be so much more yeah, valid. Mm-hmm, should have mm-hmm. done a Katy Perry song as a duet. Yes. They should have done Thinking of You. Oh. When I'm with him, I'm thinking of you. Ooh, Ooh that would have been good. I need to hear it. I can't. Yeah. After How's this, go? go back and listen to it. It's a good one. Well, yeah. I want to know now. When I saw Katy Perry in concert, she sang it while floating on a giant planet. Oh, my God. <gasps> Was that Top the concert that, that I almost got to go to? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> myself every time you mention it. <laughs> I love it. So, Brittany, what was your favorite song? It was actually Blackbird, oh. um, which is why I was a little surprised when Hannah said it was her least favorite, just because, <laughs> yeah, I mentioned earlier Um a lot of times I have a hard time connecting with Kurt's music just because a lot of times he is being so performative mm-hmm. and because he doesn't have Rachel Berry or like Mercedes Jones's voice, it just doesn't resonate. Um, and so actually having a moment when I felt like I could connect with him through the music was great. And it was also just very much in his register and had like depth and a lot of things that I'm usually missing from his music. And so I, it was just like, 
wow, Kurt, good job, buddy. I'm like, it was just emotive. And, you know, it was also growth for him as a team member, because as, as we talked about earlier, you know, he, um, it was the song that like the other warblers could join in on. And it was, a, it, it became a group morning session. And so I just thought, you know, the, the rest of the songs rose to my expectations of how awesome or whatever or weird uh, that they were going to be, but uh, he actually rose rose above, so he gets the favorite spot this week. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I am actually going to go with how I think every episode should start with Blaine singing. I'm going to go with Misery. <laughs> I thought it was a really good yeah. cover, and I actually was like, I think this is better than the original song, and I like Maroon 5, mm-hmm. um, but I genuinely thought that was a bop. They, like, pound on the tables. It was pretty dope, so I'm going to go with Misery. I love it. I'm, again, this is such a good episode. I'm having a hard time picking, so my, I'm going to give my top two, or my top three, Oh my God. <laughs> no, not allowed. Yes. <laughs> so there's Raise Your Glass. I loved it. I love that song. I love the cover. So good. I liked Rachel's ballad. I thought it was good and emotive, even if a little disingenuous. And I love Shrouding Mouth. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is amazing. Just a fun moment of television true very true i'm gonna go with loser like me because i did someone die they were like loser like me (laughs) what is happening (laughs) no okay they're really dead (laughs) hello hannah what are you alive yeah okay me (laughs) what happened (laughs) Who was blowing into their mic? I think it was maybe someone was just moving around. Okay. It might have been me. I accidentally like kicked my laptop. It was Brittany. Okay. But it was just yeah. funny timing. Was yeah. like, yeah. They're like me. And it was like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I always know that I like a song when I can start singing to it before I know the lyrics. Mm-hmm. This happened Ooh. with Loser Like Me. Yeah. It's- and it's also a strange thing when I'm listening to the radio with someone I don't know and I start singing along and they're like, oh, you know this song? And I'm like, nope. nope. <laughs> yeah, it's super catchy. That was actually my second. Um, yeah, it it is. It's a bop. And like, it'll come on my playlist and I'll listen to it because it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So... That was original song. Uh, Brittany, thank you so much for coming on. I hope you had a good time. Yeah. I had a great time. Thank you for letting me come on and ramble about Faveri and talk about Glee. Anytime. Of course. Yeah. Do you have any social medias you'd like to plug? Uh, you can find me wherever at BS Initials. Uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. That's where I'm at. Um, how about you guys? Any socials uh, to, to plug? Yeah. So we are at Gleeboot Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And then we're on Tumblr, gleebootpod.tumblr.com. Oh 
I did not, I'm going to be honest, I did not know there was a Tumblr for it. I'm following you guys right fucking now. <laughs> it's a lot of just, like, reblogs. Um, that's actually how I even learned about uh, Faberi because I was just, like, on there, like, oh, I'm going to, like, reblog some stuff, populate. And I was like, Faberi, what is this? And I saw a lot of, like, the manips you're talking about and, like, gifts and mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, I had no idea this was a thing. So, yeah. It is. And the thing is, is, like, once you know about it, Because I didn't know it was a thing until I watched through it in, like, 2015, 2016. And once you know about it, just start paying attention to Quinn's looks at Rachel. Honestly, you were talking about it, and then I was thinking about the scene in this episode, and I was like, I can see it. Like, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is just, you're, you're getting an insight into her forming feelings, and it's beautiful. I'm excited. I'm excited to see Faye Berry grow as we go on our Glee journey. Um, oh, just wait. <laughs> just you can, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on YouTube at your boy Ryan, Y-A-B-O-I Ryan, and on Instagram at TikTok at your boy Ryan 99. Um, Alyssa? Why is it 99? Because that is how old the character, Ryan, the character was born in 99. Gotcha. Sorry, I was very distracted. The His same year that uh, I Can Only Imagine came out. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's about Ryan, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you can follow me at a.m.swearingen, S-W-E-A-R-I-N-G-E-N. That's it. That's, that's the whole thing. That's for Instagram. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, Instagram. All right. Well, so that is the end of our episode. Tune in next week for the Night of Neglect. Again, thank you so much, Brittany, for coming on. We're glad you had a good time. Yay. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And I'm so excited. Yeah. This was a great time. So tune in next week, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.